Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in this wonderful world. Um, I'm Paddy Davitt. You're very welcome here on the Pink and Classics. Um, joining me, Steve Downs, Ian Clark, and Chris Lakey, a motley band, if ever I saw one. And we're going to get into uh, a classic in every sense of the word. Um, just about just about this week, nine years ago, Monday, April the 25th, 2011. Who could forget Norwich City 3, Derby County 2, at peak Paul Lambert for me, which we'll get into in more depth. Um, bit of housekeeping first. Obviously, if you're new to this, or even if you're not, we all know now, in the bio, you will see a, a link to the game and obviously what we're going to do here, um, hopefully in sync, or as close to sync as we can get. We're going to, uh, we're going to watch the game virtually, um, just give our thoughts, and you're more than happy to join us if you follow the link, uh, and I'll count us in uh, at the suitable moment. Um, but as I say, joining me on the virtual couch are those three lads there. I just want you to get go around, start with you, Clarky. What, what, what are your recollections now? Or just if I say to you, Norwich 3, Derby 2, 2011, what comes into your head? You know, what about that game, that season, that era? Yeah, I mean, two key things, really. Obviously, we'd have the Ipswich 5-1 on the Thursday, the uh, Maundy Thursday. So what an Easter that was. We're here on Easter Monday. Um, an, an incredible atmosphere. The atmosphere built up during the day. Obviously, we'll, we'll go through that. Um, but I think the, the the noise at the end when that when that final goal went in was nearly as good as I've seen it over the years. Um, I actually, on a personal note, um, I actually uh, had a little bit of a problem with the celebrations in that I jumped on the seat uh, in the top of the River End when that goal went in and unfortunately didn't stay on the top of the seat, slipped through, got my leg trapped. So while everyone else was jumping around, I was screaming, nobody even heard me. And I was trying to definitely get out the back of my chair. So... Um, but it didn't, it didn't matter. And I got another injury after the after the Portsmouth game, which was, what, uh, a few days later on. Um, so... What what was that, Clarky? There I am. Well, <laughs> I went around a mate, and when I got there, he said, right, lads, just remember, outside my front door, um, there's a slightly dodgy paving slab. So when you leave, make sure you don't... But, of course, after that Jacksonville <clears throat> went in, we were all jumping around, going mad, running outside, and I managed not to jump properly on the paving slabs. It went over... So as well as a calf injury from the Derby game, I picked up a knee injury from Portsmouth. <laughs> but it was so, all worth it. It was all worth it. <clears throat> yeah. Steve, Steve, what do you think about this this game, this era? Well, I, I'll probably just mention if, if we're going to go into football celebration injuries, my best ever one was cutting my head open on our, on our light fitting when um, David Platt scored in 1990 against Ooh. Belgium. Belgium. Oh, well, that's a bit of an aside. I was celebrating with a with a head injury. Um, yeah, my memories of this whole time it was just it was just crazy. I I've I struggled to think of a of a more exciting few weeks in the in the history of Norwich City. I think <clears throat> I think you could argue that it is the most exciting little period, and it kind of just built and built. There was you know the other results were going for us. It was nip and tuck, and this particular game was just crazy. You know, one up, one one. 2-1 up, 2-2. Two, two. You know, the, the total mix of emotions. And then yeah. the um, the commentary by Chris Gorman. Gorham, sorry. That's got to stick in your mind as well. Just the just the lunacy, the noise, the people jumping on each other. Perhaps yeah. the best ever celebrations at Carrow Road, maybe. Yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah. Lakers, now me and you, me and you were there in... I use the word term loosely, a work capacity. But uh, what what do you what do you remember from that game, mate? I remember having to do a lot of work, Paddy. But um, 
No, you're right. It was the whole sort of day, the, the build-up to it, knowing that you were going to get within touching distance. Um, beautiful. I love these these end of seasons because, you know, the sun's always shining, isn't it? Mm. It's lovely. It's great. Um, and then, you know, the, the really obvious bit, an injury time goal that gave City the points. But, you know, two lads had just made the point. It, it was sort of like this team just proved yet again that they seemed to be able to do whatever they wanted. Um, yeah. uh, it, it was a bit special and the celebrations, it was all brilliant uh, you know, there were so many, so many elements to the day and I think uh, as Steve had mentioned the commentary as well uh, it, it, it lives on for many a year um, and it was just, I think I don't know whether no, Delia must have said the icing on the icing for something else but you know, after the Ipswich thing you know, over this holiday weekend, starting with Ipswich away, which was ludicrous. Was it in, away? It was, wasn't it? Five. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was ludicrous that night, uh, that day. Um, and then this, you know, it was just stupid what was happening at Norwich City, and so, terrific. Yeah, it certainly was. Here, here. right before we get into it, I just want to, as Steve said, it it was that a really bizarre period. Results seemingly from the you know the jaws of defeats or draws, but. Just to set the scene, and it really underscores. <clears throat> we've all touched on the epic nature of the of the Stimmy and Jackson celebrations, but to underscore why maybe they were so epic. That morning, uh, Monday, April the twenty fifth, twenty eleven. Just to give you where we were with the league table, QPR were over the hill. Bearing in mind there was they'd all played forty three games, so there was three games left, three league games left. Um, Premier League in view, firmly in view. QPR. 84 points, so they were seven <coughs> points because they were Norwich in second. But the real battle and the real context to what we're about to watch was Norwich in second, 43 games played, 77 points. Cardiff City, nearest rivals, third place, 43 again, 76 points. And Cardiff had a slightly better goal difference, albeit by one goal. So at kickoff on that day, Norwich are a point clear, three games left. Cardiff were at Preston, they won that game. So that's important to bear in mind, as I say, when we get towards the end of this game. Cardiff had won that game. They beat Preston 1-0. Peter Whittingham suddenly <coughs> with us. Uh, scored an uh, early goal. So, when we get to the real um, it's place gone bananas, to paraphrase Neil Adams, Chris Gorham's co-commentator, Cardiff were in the box seat. They were in that mm. second automatic promotion place with only effectively two league games left and Norwich were really staring at a playoff push. So, in that context, let's move on to the actual game itself. And do <coughs> there, thank watching us we'll uh, I'll count us in I'll go three two one play and we'll we'll click on on play so three two one and play and as you say Lakers the sun is shining yeah always well, does on big days <coughs> yeah uh, there'd have been a few tense boy, boys at the head of that line I would have thought in the uh, in yellow that the, Diala, uh, what, what was at stake yeah it is isn't it yeah got oh, giving the final instructions mm. Man. He listened as well when he spoke. And a Grant Holt throwing. You didn't see too many of those over the yeah, years. Yeah, cracker, wasn't it? Over his nah. head. Mark Tim. Bang. There was the, like, Steve, like Steve said, what a special period. And there was the poster boy for it. Yeah. That man yeah. couldn't stop scoring. Well, so I think he got, five, I think I think. got nine goals in seven, didn't he? At the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he did. He yeah. went into this game with five and <clears> five. Yeah. It was ridiculous. He was... Uh, he was almost overshadowing Grant Holt, but I think yeah. you'll see that. 
He's had 13 goals in a season and nine of them to come in seven seven games. Oh, dear me. Yeah, that yeah that's, uh, no, that's a bit ugly, that, isn't it? Yeah, who's that? Yeah. He's in front of Zach Whitbread, I think, did he? Or was it? Yeah. yeah. Social distancing in the penalty box there. This is an absolute beauty. Oh. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Absolute beauty. Not the, One to not the sort just... of goal you associate with Jackson, really. No, no, yeah. no, no. Didn't have to use his pace, did he? <laughs> Sermon, the little layoff from Holt was. Yeah, beautiful. I was going to make that point, Clarky. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we all know what he was like in the box, but he also had good awareness, yeah. didn't he, as well? Ah, oh, he's a quality. <coughs> quality. But Simeon but Jackson. Three there. One, that that, that three man was brilliant. Yeah. Could this have gone anywhere other than that? Oh, that's just so. Oh, that he just creeps in, doesn't it? Eh? it oh. Creeps in. Oh, I don't know. It's not bad effort. How far into the game was this? Oh, that, was that was about... That, that was 54. That was 54, that was. Um, what a save. Sorry, oh, sorry. Yeah. sorry tell her, right? That was 63. So just past the half-hour mark. And of course, as we'll see now, Norwich really peppered. Brad Jones was in goal here on loan from Liverpool. <coughs> oh. So Robbie Savage was still on the pitch, wasn't he, at this stage? Until, yeah. he, yeah. until he made that famous uh, long... Long... Right. Uh, here we, well, go. here we go. Sorry, Clark. So 60, 96 on the clock. Cardiff have already won. Norwich are in third place, looking at the playoffs. That's green with the corner. Yeah. Russell Russell Martin. And in it goes. Yeah. What did it go in off? Floor. In off his knee, in off his thigh. Yes. I just love watching John Ruddy pile down from the other end. Yeah, John Ruddy did it. Yeah, but look, yeah, look, at, the fan, look at the fan look. on the left hand side of the picture. Look yeah. on the left. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely moment, absolutely brilliant. Clarky, you weren't the only one getting injured at that moment. I tell you. <laughs> yeah, that was um, that was the Ian Clark um copycat. This yeah. is better though. Much better. Actually, landing on an advertising hoarding. Here he goes. Oh, we missed him. <clears throat> Why hasn't Delia got her foot trapped? Come on. Yeah. Come on, Delia. Give Michael a hug. A <laughs> uh, little Tom. You can just see Mr. McNally there in the right hand side of the picture. And it's done. And Nigel there he Clough, is. Yeah. Yeah. Was it Cluffy? Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was just tremendous. That's crazy. All those goals in a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I like the uh, symmetry. I, I'm not saying that's 96. He scored 45, 60, and 90. And that's got a nice <laughs> symmetry to me. You like that? Football, well, football matches don't <clears> last 96 minutes. They last 90 minutes. So yeah. that's a 90th minute goal. Pedantic, here we come. You're and quite right, course, Chris. Yeah. And got, of course. got two hat-tricks in five, in five games, didn't he? Yeah, um, Gunny. Yeah. Gunny and, it, and uh, Derby, yeah. Yeah. But, but, but that's what happens, isn't it? That's what happens, you know. As you say, seasons end with kind of promotions and titles. You know, some one or two players will just move centre stage. Who, who can forget 2015? Bradley Johnson almost single-handedly carried them to the playoffs. <clears throat> yeah, and and the thing with Jackson is, you know, some players, some players like Holt have a long spell of being good, and then you get other players like Lambert seem to be really good at finding players who would come in and do something yeah. in a short burst, an impact. And Jackson was very much an impact man to me because yeah. you don't remember him for any other spell of his career at Norwich, do you? It's no, like that was no, no. that was Jackson's time in his yeah. football career. Mm. And, and, th and those moments, so that end of the <clears> season, so obviously that goal, the Portsmouth header, so he was absolutely right, right bang in the middle of it. 
And yeah. and the run those I think twelve games towards the, you know towards the end there, one eight drawn three. There was just that three nil loss at Swansea, which is a little bit of a boil on the Watson in that period. But <laughs> to have got to have got twenty seven points from twelve games is pretty stunning stuff. Yeah, and and of course, basically when the dust settled that night. Norwich remained a point clear of Cardiff. Two games left, and we all know what happened next. Cardiff imploded, didn't they, at home to Middlesbrough in the in mm-hmm. the day, and then Norwich did what they needed to do, securing promotion, as you said, Clarkie at Portsmouth, and it was that man again, Simeon Jackson. Um, I, think, I think Portsmouth nine nine years tomorrow, if I've got if I've got the maths right. Yeah, yeah you um, right, you yeah. mentioned in there, and it shouldn't go without mention the the uh, the divine ponytail that is Robbie Savage. Um, uh, he wasn't the final sub. I had it in my mind for ages that he was actually the last substitution that Derby had made. But he was uh, officially the 87th minute. He came off and it took him another 87 minutes yeah, to get off. I remember, I remember <laughs> that. Which, yeah. which granted Norwich, yeah. And yeah. he was giving it heaps. And I can see him walking across now and thinking, guy, he's, he's got a reverse gear. Um, and then a little while later, I think Russell Anderson... He came on for the lad who scored the second goal, I think. Um, but that was that was after it. So there were two substitutions in the last few minutes, but nothing will ever outdo the savage walk as, as he went off. And of course, six minutes of time added on, boom. And I don't, we're, Derby weren't doing very well in the league either, were they? Uh, I can tell you, Chris. Yeah, at, at kickoff, they were 19th. Think- 19th. Yeah, so, so they didn't, I mean, obviously they thought, oh, well, we, we could do with this point. Mm. Robbie Savage is thinking, hey, up, lad, I've done all right. <coughs> and uh, I bet he got telling off of Val when he got home. Mum, <laughs> she would not have been happy at that. But there you go. So that's, uh, you know. Lakers, are you going to tell us your Paul Lambert anecdote from the post-match I'm presser? I'm pretty certain it was this game in the press conference afterwards. And, and I have to add a caveat here. I do not rail with every manager. It does seem like I do. But... Um, I asked him whether he would have been disappointed given the manner of the, the comeback if it hadn't happened because they were the better team. Yeah. And he went off on one. Hey, oh, God. <laughs> Managers get very wound up just after football games. So I suppose you can understand it. You know, the 90 minutes of being a coiled spring and then they just bang. And he decided to bang at me. Um, and I've always thought he's a bit of a git since, frankly. <laughs> Which, yeah, okay, but that, that's <laughs> right, that, that, yeah, yeah I, I think we know you're not sitting on the fence with that one. But the re- reason I wanted you to put that out there because I think to finish, I mean, we talked about this just before we started recording, but I'd be interested to get all your thoughts, boys, and, and I'll give mine as well. What will Lambert's legacy be? Not now, not now, but maybe 10, 20, 30 years down the line. How will he be looked at um, by future sets of Norwich fans? Because for me, this was this was the peak of his of his era. This was when the magic was overflowing. You know him, Cully, that set of players, the fans <clears> that were <throat> on the journey. You know this period really from probably almost signposted from the start of this season because I think everybody would have expected a club of Norwich size not to have been in League One for too long. Not saying they would have took anything for granted, but to come through there, okay, that's expected. But then to go straight through again, I can't remember too many Norwich fans before a ball was kicked at the start of this season thinking this group of players and this management could get them into the Premier League. Um, but obviously, we all know what happened subsequently. Sour exit. Um, and then the last time he was back at Car Road last season, not only is he Ipswich manager, but we're getting touchline spats, red cards, pictures of him 
sat with his head in his hands when he's been sent to the stands. And, and then it is post-match that day. He's accusing fans, Norwich fans, of having short memories. So we all know at the minute there'll be some <clears> Norwich <throat> fans who, who can't get past what he's done subsequently. But Steve, I'll come to you first. Where do you think Lambert will reside in that pantheon of Norwich's history in, in 10, 15, 20 years' time? Yeah, OK. Well, I, I like to think of Paul Lambert as two people. There's Paul Lambert, Norwich manager, and then there's other Paul Lambert. So there's one of them I love and the other one I absolutely cannot stand. <laughs> um, so if I try and set aside the one I can't stand for a minute yeah. and just focus on that period when he was the Norwich manager, I think he's the single best Norwich City manager in their history Inter because the achievement was phenomenal. To take a club that was effectively almost gone out of business <clears throat> and get them from the bottom of um, of League One to a comfortable mid-table twice in the Premier League in the space of a couple of seasons was the greatest achievement by any Norwich City manager. I'm, I'm absolutely convinced of that. So that's, to me, when we look back on him, I think we need to look back on him like that. Now, I called... <clears throat> I got... A, I got a lot of grief when I wrote a column last year where I was saying, yeah, I'll boo him when he comes back to Norwich City. Um, and and I, I was happy to do that when he was there with Ipswich. But that's the, that's bad Lambert. That's not good Lambert, you know. Uh, 10 years' time, 20 years' time, 30 years' time, I think he goes down as the greatest Norwich City manager in their history. Yeah, I, certainly I, I wouldn't disagree. In terms of that achievement, from, from what he inherited to what he left. I mean, you boys, you and Clarky, obviously are better qualified than me and Lakers to talk about this, but in terms of my recollections of Norwich, I don't think that's ever been done in, in modern era, certainly. And uh, No, it yeah, hasn't, ever. No. And as a result, you know, I think with, with time and a bit of healing, I think, yeah, that's how he should be remembered because, as we've just discussed, we've just watched it there, though... Put yourself back into that period when Simeon Jackson scores that goal. That feeling. I've not heard a noise as loud as that probably until Man City this season at the final whistle. Clarky, what do you think? I think just on that point, I think Derby, Man City, um, Bayern Munich and beating Ipswich in the Milk Cup, Milk Cup semi, they're all massive. In terms of Lambert, I mean, I think, I think back to that 7-1 that day, obviously, when he was in the, the other dugout. Um, and, and the low point there was then, what he came in and did, the way that he brought, he just seemed to bring the best out of most of the lads that he had there. The the flair, the the never say die, the just go for it. You know, we talked when we talked about that Ipswich 5-1, where it would have been easier to have sat on a 3-1, but he, he, he obviously got the players to keep going. So I just think the bravery, the courage, and, and just that, just that, mad, that mad period there was. And um, he was... He was he was just a manager who just got things going. He made things happen. There was there was very few dull moments. There you know there weren't too many games he came away and said, well that was a that was a pretty non-plus event. Um, he just made he just made the players tick and got the fans going, and it was a great period. Apart from the injuries in seats when you got your leg trapped. <laughs> yeah, it's all his fault. My my calf problem is all down to PL. Lakers, final word. Lambert's legacy. Uh I agree with what uh, a lot of Steve said. Um, I would say before he went to Ipswich, um, had you asked Norwich City fans, would you have Paul Lambert back? 
a huge proportion of them, I think, would have said yes. It's not always good to go back, but when they wanted managers, I think they would have liked to have seen him back. And that's being held in high esteem. The Ipswich thing and the incident in the last game there did taint it a bit. But, you know, I think we all laughed at him in the end. Um, I, I, I think the job they did, I, I, again, I agree a lot with Steve. I think that the, the frontman that was Lambert, the, the great coach that was Ian Culverhouse, produced a team that was great value for money, very exciting, not entirely predictable, uh, which was made it even more exciting. Um, yeah, I think he should be remembered as one of the finest managers in the club's history. Um, he's tainted his own record. That's nothing to do with Norwich City. Um, yeah, top, top manager of Norwich City. OK, yep, I think we're all in agreement on that. Gentlemen, mm. thank you for your time. Much appreciated. Thank you for watching. Thank you, Paddy. Um, by, all, by all means, if you want to suggest any games for, for us to watch uh, as we continue our trip down memory lane every Friday, just let us know. Get in touch. You know where to get hold of us. Uh, Pinkin.com, across all platforms. And God willing, we'll be back this time next week for another classic match. So thanks for watching. All the best. Cheers, Cheerio. Cheerio.